Howdy y'all and welcome to Texas Watch for the week of Wednesday, August 5th, 2020. I'm your host Project and joining me as always is the Tracer main with the biggest brain, ZayXO. What is up man, we have had, I mean team wise it's been kind of rough for an Overwatch perspective, but uh... We got some juice today. Um, we've got a good right, analysis. Yeah. Of... I, I, I want to bring up the <laughs> fact that we have almost had an entire season without talking about juice and drama. We're almost. getting all of it today. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, if we if we had an episode to talk about juice, this is it. Because this is Texas Watch, your source for your weekly Overwatch news about the Dallas Fuel, Houston Outlaws, and Greater Overwatch League. You can catch the show... Well, you can catch the show right here on YouTube. YouTube. Because we are yeah. retiring Twitch. Uh, right here on YouTube or podcast services around the globe. Go ahead and search us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. The Stitcher joke is getting kind of old, but we got to say it anyway. Uh, I like you Stitcher. I know. If the first person that really is a big fan of this podcast, he's a Stitcher, we will say it first every time. That's my promise. Yep. Hey, leave a comment, say you Stitcher. It'll be like on Stitcher and all other services. I look forward to reading your comment, my one Stitcher listener. <laughs> and of course, if you're watching us on YouTube, hey, how's it going? Happy to have you here. Be sure to hit that like, hit that subscribe button, ring that notification bell, so that way you actually know when our videos go live. It's a, We really appreciate it. Now, without all the rigmarole and all the housekeeping and all that jazz, let's just jump straight into it. Yes. Last week, we had a painful week of Overwatch. Uh, should we start with the Outlaws? Uh, sure, we can start with the Outlaws. Um, like we said before, there's not too much to talk about. Um, we lost to a team that we weren't supposed to. Um, Are we talking so about we'll, San Francisco? Because y'all did lose to San Francisco. Yeah, we lost to San Francisco, but I remember before I picked that we beat the Valiant 3-2, which was mm -hmm. our first match of the weekend, and we ended up losing to the Valiant 3-2. Um... It, that match was it was it was tough, man. I I really don't want to say that. We I don't I don't know our team. We start off so strong, and then we just die off in the clutch moments. When it got to map five, I knew we didn't have a chance. I was like, this is typical outlaws where we play a team really close, and on map five, they struggle with it all the time. That's exactly what happening is to value. I mean, we go to do a quick recap. He get blown out of control, which is expected because I think, you know, uh, Shax and uh, uh, KSF are, are extremely good DPS players. Um, then we come back and win the payload map of, I believe it was uh, Watchpoint Gibraltar. Yep. Watchpoint Gibraltar. And then we come and win the next map, uh, King's Row. So we're up 2-1. Things are looking good. And then proceed to get blown out for the rest of the series. We lose um, Eichenwald 2-0. Don't even capture point. I mean, Eichenwald, um, Volskaya. Lose Volskaya 2-0, don't even capture point A, and then the final control map, we lose 2-1 um, on Li Zhang Tower. It's uh, it's just so up and down, man. It's like a switch gets flipped, and then the switch gets unflipped immediately. Like, we, we turn up, and then we just immediately fall back down off, off of one bad moment, or one small mistake. The bounce-back ability of this team is just it's not is not that great do you think honest, it has to do with their mental or what, what do you think it, it could be i think when i heard that um dante is the shot caller for our team i think too much is being put on him to be honest you can't really be a flanker player and try to make calls like they do it i mean they get close matches and you know it's not like they're completely inept 
Um, but I think it's difficult to do for Dante to try to carry the team and be the main shot caller. It's just a lot to process all the time when you're thinking about abilities, where characters are, how you can get your own flank. And you got to worry about where you got to tell your Winston to dive or what your Reinhardt or Ball is doing. you got to keep track of so many things. And Dante, in general, is not a very vocal player. So I think that he's getting better at that. He's been forced to become more vocal since he is the shot caller. But I think it's a lot on him. I really do. And in general, in this match between the Valiant and the, the Outlaws, I wouldn't say someone in particular necessarily played poorly. It, it was they were just the better team. They just they, they were the better team. And when key things needed to happen in key moments, um, they made the plays and we didn't, unfortunately. Um, so well, we do want to give some credit to the Valiant too. I mean, they had a relatively strong season up until this point. And then they came into this game after a loss, I believe. So I'm sure they were like, we can't lose against Houston, have that mentality. Which yeah, might well, have been we lost like, to the Justice. Uh, so we had a lot to prove, too. So, <laughs> like, come on now. So we, we really wanted to come out and prove that we're still a, a team that needs to be reckoned with, at least in the mid-tier portion. And we did kind of prove that a little bit, saying that, hey, you can't just sweep us because we lost to the Justice. But you but didn't get the win. Lost. Still lose, still yeah. lose. So an L is an L, but it made them work harder for yes. their W. Yes. But we still take the L, and uh, I mean that's pretty much all I have to say about it. Aside from that, I mean we're not gonna talk about the shot game. What what you think happened happened. Put it that way <laughs> for, the, for the shot against the Outlaws. Yeah, that was a swift three zero. No, yeah. like I, I can't even make a joke about that because I mean shit, we got three zero too. Should, should we? At least it wasn't <laughs> super Genji. I would have been pissed if we lost the Supers Genji, but we did. They, we didn't. But so I'll take that as a win, a moral victory, I guess. Uh, oh, speaking of taking it as a win, well, we didn't get one. We're gonna talk about this Philly Dallas game real quick. Uh, we lost 3-0. It was not <laughs> a good win or loss, actually. Uh, this week, I, I remember going into it confident mm -hmm. that we were gonna not only win. But we're going to win in five maps. And we didn't. We lost in three. Um, yep, I remember you saying that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I remember also confidently saying we're going to beat Atlanta Rain 3-0. And uh, sh shall, we, shall we look at what happened to the Dallas Fuel last week? Would that, would that, be, would that be fair? How do I get I mean, back to the fair. teams? There it's, we go. It's fair because it happened. So it's fair because yeah. it actually it actually is recorded history. At this so point. so talking about the Atlanta game too, like we came on, we got boomed on control, which big oof. And then mm. okay, uh, they hit us on what is it? Yeah, Gibraltar. We couldn't even cap first point. Right. We came back on Numbani after the Atlanta Rain swapped in two rookie players. Like, they had clearly done this because, hey, we need to let our rookies get some time. We've got this game in the bag. Don't worry about it. Which, hey, yeah. that, that feels bad. But feels we've done bad, it. Man. We've done it, too. So, I'm not guilty of it, you know. Mm -hmm. But it definitely sucks when it happens to you. And, like, then you win. They're like, all right, cool. We got on the board. And then they swapped out their new support, only kept in their new DPS, and brought back in Dogman. And then the rain proceeded to take us on Hanamura. So... The only real analysis I have for these two games is the team were clearly boomed. There was definitely something going on behind the scenes, which we should just jump straight into. A lot fucking happened last week in the camp of the Dallas Fuel. Um, shall we start with the big one? Yeah, where, where do you go ahead? Lead it in. That's your team. Okay. So, uh, 
What, what, so, to, what was the first thing that went down? First thing that went down, they just dropped Decay. Uh, our after, after the trade <clears throat> deadline. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, I'm not worried about that. It's more along the lines of we dropped our star player, and and you uh, well you kind of uh, screwed him over too because if he can't get picked up by another team because that's the trade deadline and he can't sign free agents. Well, from what league. from what we have been told from Hastro, from what we understand, from the things that we have read, Decay didn't want to play. I mean, regardless of if you have a star in your team, I, I forget who made this comparison, but like if LeBron James just showed up and said, you know what? I don't feel like practicing this week. Y'all go ahead. I'm, I'm sure uh, like... Okay, maybe LeBron... As a former uh, devil's advocate... I think this is a history with the fuel man. Yeah. School effect, decay effect was already kind of, you know, we know after what came out with him, he's not the greatest guy, but uh, he's kind of a bad dude. He, well, effect has redeemed himself a bit. Uh, okay. So, right. So he's kind of, you know, understood his mistake and apologized and seems like has become a better person. Right. But when you guys get big name Korean players, they all quit on y'all. And so my question is like the is just the latest victim of why is it when Korean players coming to this team, whether it be OG that you guys felt was tradable, even though he was playing well for y'all, mm-hmm. whether it was now um, Decay, um, Rascal was there. Now, you know, Rascal with hit that team and with previous teams has been said to have an attitude um, before he even went to the fuel. So that's a, that could be a thing there too. But it just seems like since you're Dallas and you're a big name team, a big market team, it's become a pattern. So my question is playing devil's advocate. I'm like, yo, what's going on here that the Dallas Fuel keep getting rid of these star Korean players? Or they just don't want to play for them. They quit so, on the team. In all the examples you've given, though, I can tell you what happened with them. Effect mm-hmm. was just he got boomed. He had an attitude. And he was going through some shit in his own personal life that eventually affected his play. As he, he carried left. you. To yes. A chunk of this season. Let's yes. Continue. Let's call a spade a spade. Yes. Uh, Rascal, he had his own behavioral issues and he didn't want to work with the staff. And because the staff wasn't playing the or not playing, well, because the team wasn't playing the way he wanted to play, wasn't practicing the way he wanted to practice. That's why he got let go. Uh, mm-hmm. OG, great player, but he had a bunch of attitude issues. It, well, not attitude. Like, no, he had... No, let, no. let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. He didn't have attitude issues in the same way that Decay had attitude issues. This was more of he just didn't gel very well with the team. It was later revealed that his relationship with the Fuel and their coaching staff wasn't too hot. If you remember at the beginning of the season, when he did eventually get traded to the Gladiators, he posted an image of him stomping on the Fuel jersey, right? And at first, people were like, ooh, bad take. But after reading what he's talked about, the interviews that he's been in, it was pretty clear that he just didn't have a good relationship with the coaching staff. On to the next one, Decay. This was just a case of, if you ask me, the player was given too much power in the fact of he was our star player. He was the one carrying us. And because we didn't perform up to his standards it makes me assume that he just didn't like that and that's where he got to the mentality of i'm just not going to play for you guys if you're not going to play how i want you to play now again we're only speaking of this from outsiders we're not inside the fuel dugout we don't get to know what the hell is going on 
Right. Why but, only Korean players? This hasn't come out from any other players but your Korean I mean, players. And of course, your initial XQC Seagull days. Besides that time and every Korean player you have, there's really no other drama with other players. So I'm just like, what's the deal? Like, that's, I, that's I, just I a think straight it's, pattern, man. I you think it's very much Team Envy having ways that they practice, having things that they've been doing for years. I mean, the Envy organization so is the known Swedish for... players on your team don't what? see that the American players don't? Are think it's okay? Like, everyone else thinks it's okay? And the it, it, very well, like... it very well could just be that. The fact that the Korean players are expecting a certain level of practice. They're expecting a certain, like, team camaraderie, team performance. And if they don't get that... And at the same time, we can't say all Korean players this happens to. We right. still have Gamsu on the team. He's still doing great from what I know. We still have mm-hmm. Doha, who while he is a young player, he's still extremely talented. He's still on the team, still works hard. Like, it's 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 really hard because I don't want to just say it's only the Korean players that we do have. I just think that we just have a difficult time supporting our star players. But that's all about to change. I mean, we going on to the next big point. Yep, the next bombshell. The next one, later on that day, they decided to just straight up let go of Arrow. All of Reddit's, hey, fire Arrow, fire Arrow shit. Congratulations, it actually fucking happened. Um, The Dallas Field tweeted out yesterday, head coach Aaron Arrow Atkins has been released from his position, effective immediately and continuing through the 2020 season. Young Jin Young Kim will serve as the interim head coach of the Dallas Field. Uh, Also, they let go of Louis Tikiti Label Wong. Uh, He was our other assistant coach. So we had a coaching staff of Arrow, Young, and Tikiti, and now it's just Young. So, granted, we don't have too much more of season left, but from what it seems like, the Fuel must have had some kind of big meeting where they're like, all right, we've been sucking all season, let's clear house, Decay, you don't want to be here, that's obvious, goodbye. Uh, And from Arrow's own tweets, his own tweet longer, I'm not going to pull it up right now, but it did seem like it was pretty mutual for him. Like, as as a... (laughs) He should have been fired a long time ago, man. Come on, he, now. he got let's, two let's seasons. Call it spade a spade. He got two seasons, and I, I uh, think uh, I, I, some of the best lineups in the Overwatch mm, League, and yeah. still couldn't like win a either a stage playoff or uh, we're at tournaments now. Can't even get far in a tournament. Like he should have been gone a while ago, man. That, that's just my opinion. Um, I think it's a good thing for y'all. But sorry to me to cut you off. But no, I just spade you're spade. good. I was, I was just like. This dude had to go. Um, I don't know about Takati. I, I don't know if uh, what he what his you know role and everything was. So I can't really speak to that. But it always falls on the head coach, right? In any other sport, this is the case. If you know, there's a reason the Cleveland Browns go through like six head coaches in like five years. You know, they get two in one season because when you keep losing like this, especially when you have decent rosters. It's got off the buck has to stop somewhere, man. Mm-hmm. And especially in the situation where the, all these players have been leaving, or there's been a slight drama going around um, amongst these teams, or amongst the Dallas Fuel, because after a while, it's like, who's the common denominator in all of this? And it's been Coach Arrow. 
you switched. You're, the, the lineup for the Dallas Fuel has changed dramatically over the past two years. Like, is that is that fair to say? Uh, that's like, not just fair to say. It's accurate. Our starting six compared to last year's starting six, they are literally two different. Well, no, no, we have Note. Note's been con- the only consistent mm-hmm. player on our roster all season. So, so, yeah, so you've given this guy a chance to build two completely new teams, and the team hasn't gotten any better. Mm-hmm. So at that point, you got to say, okay, you're not making these teams to perform at a championship level. So the that's, buck stops with you. I, I know that Young is only in for interim. Like, he could be the new head coach. He could be fired at the end of the season to bring on a brand new head coach. I want to see what Young actually has that he's capable of. If I he recall, probably knows cor- what he's doing. It probably right. He's probably good. I mean, because, like, with Arrow... Looking at his legacy and the championships that he's had. On Fusion University, yes, he was the head coach, but he had a lot of great players on that team. Mm-hmm. Uh, team USA, he probably could have won that title without coaching the team at all. We were just yeah, completely yeah. stacked. That's a <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. call as it is. But with the Dallas Fuel, like, it was weird. You know, If you remember at the end of Season 1, when Arrow did come in, right... And we started getting wins. Granted, it was because we had Mickey and the most broken version of Brig to ever exist. Yes. No, oh, no, God. no denying uh, that. Oh, my chill just went down my spine, dude. Hold on. Okay, but I'm ready. But <laughs> we still took or got wins compared to us not winning at all that season, which made us think, okay, Arrow is a competent coach. We know what he, he knows what he's doing. Season two comes around. We start winning first half of the season all the way up to our home stand where we win. It was a great big moment, and then something happened with the team, and we lost, and we lost, and we lost, and that was season two. Season three rolls around. We start seeing some of the same shit, but for some reason, we can't pull those reverse sweeps. For some reason, we can't beat the top team. So it really does make you question, like, What's it going to be? Who is it? And don't get me wrong. This is not me beating on Arrow at all. I think he's a wonderful coach. I think he's a great dude. I personally met him. Like, he's cool. He's cool. I bet he is. I never said he was a bad guy. But the the testament to any person at any job um, when it comes to longevity is how consistent are you? Mm-hmm. Like, it's easy It's easy to come in at any new job or something and everyone has, doesn't know what to expect. Maybe all your materials and resources are great, and you do amazing. But can you keep up that level of consistency? And like you mentioned, those two things, at Fiji University, he was stacked. And most of the other Tier 2 teams, the resources those teams have are so scattered. Like, some teams get a ton of resources and support. I mean, Fusion University, Philly Fusion, like, they pump money into their Tier 2 team. They're owned by asked, Comcast. They yeah. have money. He could have asked for anything, like, yo, our players all need foot massagers. And they would get foot massagers. Like, they, they could get anything they want, all the personal masseuse. Like, and, that, and so he had a ton of resources and the best roster. And then, like you mentioned, Team USA was just so stacked. I could have went and coached him and said, click heads. And they would have won the title. Yep. <laughs> so, and then we get into Overwatch in season one. They did well because now in Overwatch League, which is one of the great things about this league, is coaching over a long period of time becomes very apparent. There's a reason the San Francisco Shock, yes, they are stacked. That's that's very true. But Krusty, with all these metas changing, keeps them aware of what's going on, positioned correctly, and he coaches them. You can tell he's a good coach mm-hmm. because as these metas shift, the shock never drops. Every team besides the shock 
and maybe the Fusion, but they've had uh, lower dips. Those are the only two teams that are consistent every meta. Like, almost every, every meta we've been in. The New York Excelsior have not been. They've fallen. Um, who else is up there for The London Spitfire have just almost tanked. Like, Soul? Those, Soul Dynasty? Like so the Fusion and the Shock are the only two teams with a solid coaching staff like that to, to stay that consistent. And over that period of time, three years. And and so a little bit of credit to Arrow because, like I said, a lot of teams can't stay on that level. Mm. But he just has all these resources. And he's getting the players pumped in, and there's no real improvement. There, that's, that's where you start to think, like, what's going on with the coaching staff? What's going on with how we're telling our players to play? And then it doesn't help, obviously. We lost these past two games, and we find out Decay was having issues with the coaching staff and didn't want to practice. Like... <sighs> Well, you, that's a lack. That's a lack of leadership. And you make a Coaching really, kinda... really good point when it comes to the resources point too. Sorry to cut you off. I, I wanted to no, go, go back ahead, and yeah. to mention that the Dallas Fuel have some of the best resources out of all the Overwatch League teams, because my, most yeah, of my, the team, my team like, didn't have an owner. Yeah. For like, yeah. <laughs> like, because if we think back to season one, right, the actual mm-hmm. esports organizations that decided to buy in, Cloud Nine owned the London Spitfire. Then backed off after a couple of years, so they no longer own them. Well, they still technically own them, but they're managed by somebody else. Cloud9 barely right. touches it. Uh, the I know FaZe does manage the Atlanta Reign, and I think that they're still pretty heavily involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have, obviously, Team Envy with the Dallas Fuel. Uh, Doesn't NRG have some? Yeah, NRG or the San Francisco Shock. San Francisco Shock, that's right. That's right. Uh, let's see. Immortals owns the Valiant. But I've never, I don't really hear anything from Immortals anymore, so eh. Right. I just don't watch their esports. Let's see. Anbox? Sorry. Of all those teams, though, like, the Fuel are one of the top resource teams mm-hmm. in, like, our esports. Our, like, center where they train all of the players, where they all practice, I don't know if they still mm-hmm. do thanks to COVID, but before that, it was one of the most advanced training centers in the entire league. Only, like, I think Philly, their arena that they were building, mm-hmm. which I wonder how that's actually going now that I think about it. Their arena that they were building was gonna, uh, was going to be like the next second closest for like how amazing these can be. Like it, it's it shouldn't be a question that Dallas should be getting victories because we have the resources to take home titles like we don't have to worry about team houses. We don't have to worry about like where our players are going to happen. Like nah, we can afford exactly. it. We can afford it. So why is it that we can't afford a good coach? Man, I'm curious to see who y'all pick up. I mean, y'all have the resources to make a big splash. I think I'm we're going to stick with start... Young, honestly. Oh, yeah, for, for now. Yeah, for sure for the rest of the season. I think uh, we'll see. I mean, this is what any assistant coach or player coach, whatever, is dream, right? Your dream is to not have someone lose their job, of course. That sucks. But to get but the opportunity to, to head coach. Get an opportunity, exactly, to be the head coach. And he's got a chance to count down cups coming up. If he can look good, I mean, I don't remember what you guys ended up with your final seating for the Countdown Cups. Uh, we even... are seventh. Okay. So he should, if he can get a round win, if he gets two wins in the Cup, he's he's looking good. Especially yeah. with the team that he has after all this turmoil. If they can get two wins in the, in the tournament, I mean, I'm, I'm not going as far as to say win. We already know it's going to be Philly or a shock. Who's guy gonna win? They figured out the meta. <laughs> Paris is still great too, but yeah. Uh, but if y'all even get that far after all this, would be a testament to him and his leadership 
to right this ship that's like currently sinking right now and needs oh, to be yeah. put back afloat. And believe me, I, I very much want to see it. When we had the selection show and Dallas chose to play the Washington Justice next week, uh, uh, I, I remember saying two weeks ago, hey, keep an eye out for Washington. I remember seeing last week, oh, Washington wins. Washington wins. And I'm like, yeah, I know because they're actually good. And it's really frustrating that we chose them thinking that we're going to stomp them. When I don't think that's the case. Uh, yeah. The Justice, who, are, I mean, they're still weaker. Who do you pick, though? Yeah, I was going to say, of the teams they had to select from... It was the Gladiators, I, I, the Justice, and someone else. I can't remember. Uh, Man, was it the, the Rain? No, no the Rain um, are high up. Never yeah, mind. the Rain like or four. above us, they, they got to pick. Um, um, let, me, let me pull up the bracket. Yeah, I we, just, but I would say that that was probably the best choice they had. Because I think the Justice... Toronto was, or the Gladiators. I might, well, I don't know. It's still, it depends what patch you're playing on. If they're playing <laughs> on the patch with shotgun, like, kill you in one second, Genji, I don't want to play Toronto because I don't want to play against agility. Screw yeah. that. Like, I, I actually on. think that Genji's going to be nerfed on this patch, which I'm so mad about that nerf, by the way, dude. Yeah. It, don't, get, don't even give me, wait. I got to breathe for that because don't get me started. <laughs> Genji was a little, just a little OP for two weeks, three weeks. And everyone flips out, and he gets fucking nerfed. Brig was OP for damn near a, a whole season. The second half of, of season two go to season three. And it's like, she's been broken since release. And she's still getting nerfed because she was still too powerful. Mm. And Genji gets this much, fucking this much of a little bit being OP. It's like, nope, but get rid of him. He's hey, trash again. In, in the devs' eyes, oh. though... After they, because you know the chains where you can cancel deflect, right? I, I think uh, that they, because yeah. you actually can put out more DPS now by canceling deflect. Yeah, uh, of course, because you so, don't waste that time. Yeah, right. I'm sure that they realize, oh, that's the buff Genji needed. Okay, because he is still playable now. He's just a little bit weaker. Well, that and the spread. I'm glad yes. they kept the spread the same. No, they didn't. The they they took turned it back up. It's like wider again. No, I thought they just slowed it down. And they slowed the it damage. back down. They decreased the damage. Uh, fuck, now I'm questioning it. Yeah, I think they just slow. You can't right-click's not as fast, and each Shuriken's damage is lower. Because, the, dude, the original spread, if you look at it, it's, it's kind of uh, weird. Mm -hmm. it's, it's too, it is. It's too wide. Like, the Shuriken's on both sides go just a little too wide in general. Um, I believe so. If we're wrong, comment. And let us know if we're wrong in the YouTube comments. Uh, but uh, I, I believe that that puts him in a place where you still have to be a really high-skilled Genji player to be effective. Right. Um, so I don't like the nurse either. I, he was so much fun to play. Like I felt like a god playing Genji. It was amazing. But now I just feel like a normal player who just feeds. So, hmm. you know, back, you know, just plat games. Plat but, games. Uh, so let's, let's backstep. Talking about Dallas and looking at this game for next week and then also houston's on this roster too so we should talk about that too uh it's really curious right so well that's what that did i don't, I don't want to say dallas is going to win automatically how do i how do i undo the, the little okay shit let me just hit the refresh on the page there we go so y'all play the valiants again you get your little rematch we do it's gonna be close uh we play the justice which is a winnable game 
but that requires our team to not be mentally boomed, as I'm worried that they will be because we haven't even hit all the news points. Uh, can we right. let's, let's take a step back? It's time travel. We're still talking about drama. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we gotta get to the, uh, we the latest one. version. The latest. Oh, my boy Harry got released today. Um, Harry Hook. Yeah. So Dallas Fuel for my audio listeners. They tweeted earlier today. Today we informed Jonathan Harry Hook Tejior Rua of his release of the Dallas Fuel as a result of player misconduct. We thank him for his four years with the organization and wish him the best in the future. Um, oh, man. <laughs> can, do we want to talk about the actual misconduct, or do we just talk about the fact that another fuel player was let go all of a sudden? I don't think we have to mention it generally because I think it's a disservice to our fans of the show. Fair. Um, you want to go? It, you want to go? Sure. No, I can generalize it very, very yeah. easily. Yeah. Uh, he made some misogynistic comments saying that he thought that all women were meat and that they were all basically dumb or whores uh, and thought that he was right in making those comments. Um, of course, he's not. That's not something you can generalize. When you generalize any race, any religion, or any sex, it's sexism, racism, and misogyny. Like, like, like there's no way to go around yeah, it, dude. Like, it's, you can't do mm. anything in those categories, man. And that's what he did. And there were there were receipts. They had evidence, man. You know, yeah, uh, dude. That's forward. That's the fucking terrifying thing about today's modern age. And I, I I'm not mm -hmm. trying to defend him. I'm not mm -hmm. trying to say like this is not okay, but like. The fact that every conversation that you have online now, especially mm -hmm. if you're in a position of power, can and likely will be used against you. Dude, remember when you could just say like like songs like it go down in the DM? You can't even do that no more. You send something in the DM, that's it. That's just gonna get screenshotted. You're gonna sh yeah. it's gonna get shared everywhere, and it's like oof. And I. <laughs> I kind of feel for the dude just a bit because it was one of those situations mm. to where he said something in his past and it caught up with him. Uh, and he went off on Twitter and stood by the things that he was saying, not apologizing, and uh, wasn't a good look, fam. Yeah, he was just like, he basically, his defense was, I have a right to say that girl's a whore. Um <laughs> Mm. It's hard for me to be like. It's hard for me because I, 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 I want to. After trying to read the conversation between the two, mm -hmm. with the information we have, we don't know the relationship. Right. So it's one. It's one woman in particular, and I think one other woman said they had heard it before or something as well, or got a wind of it, or felt that same way. But just based on their interaction, we don't know the whole story. But then he kind of kept digging himself into a hole with a lot mm -hmm. of his comments of, "I have a right to say a whore if she's a whore." Like, what do you mean? I can't say what I want to say. So you're like, ah, yes, free speech and everything, but but free speech on, when man. you when you're a pro player for a mm -hmm. professional sports league, take out esports for a professional mm -hmm. sports league that is franchised, that is owned by shareholders, where you are paid a shit ton of money plus benefits plus housing, all of this shit, you right. unfortunately are put up on a higher standard than everybody else. And you have a job to represent that organization, especially because, well, they're signing your paychecks. 
That's and true. if you say something that the organization does not like, that puts that organization in a bad light, they have every right to get rid of you. Like, I'm sorry, yeah. free speech, my ass. Yeah. You are not, you don't have free speech when you're a pro player for anything. Yeah, it's kind of funny because it's the same thing with any job or company, right? Like, you can free speech or, I guess, protest or whatever you want to do, but in the day, you work for them, mm -hmm. right? They don't have to pay you. This is America. This is at-will employment for the majority of jobs. Oof. For both parties, are at-will. If one wants to leave, you can walk out the door right now with no repercussions and say, fuck this company, I'm out. You have every right. They can't do shit. They can also be like, yo, you're fired. And don't, unless you're mm -hmm. some kind of, kind of contracted where they have to give you a severance. Most of the time you're not. You just have to go. Like, that's how it works in America. And so you have to have the image a lot of times, especially in this kind of um, environment with esports and being online all the time with these personalities. You have to be careful what you say. Yep. You, you just have to. As much as you may have those personal beliefs, you just can't. They got the receipts, man. And it was from what? No, it was from... I don't remember the dates that she had did it from. It was like early last year, like mid sometime last year. But regardless of the time frame, uh, it, it's 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 bad. He shouldn't have did it. And now he's he, paying he's for it. He's and unemployed. The good news is Dallas didn't really need him. I, I do remember yeah, I we were say, playing they him, him real quick. <laughs> we, were, we were playing him for a bit when Closer didn't want to play and Crimson was our. I mean, Crimson has actually been like our starter all season, by the way. Yeah, yeah, uh, yes. But Harry played it a bit earlier this season, but then he didn't play again. And it's like, you know, look, this dude was just on the bench. He wasn't playing anytime soon. Like, to me, he was kind of in the same category as AKM, as Unko, as Zach. So we're like, he hey. Unko's still in the roster. Anyway, continue. I, he is, but he is, pro like, he's playing Valorant. Yeah. He <laughs> and AKM are literally just biding time until their contract is up. So they can get signed by another Valorant team. It is what yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, but it's a shame. You know, like, the worst part, though, is if he... Because I think he's from, like, Puerto Rico, Portugal? Something with a P. I don't remember. Uh, no, he's he's, uh, he's, uh, he's Spanish. So he's, he's a Spaniard. I just know he's from Spain. Okay, cool. Yeah, he has to Spain. go back now. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I think that he was on, like, a work contract. And I don't know any team... That would want to hire a, let's face it, washed up player who got fired for misogyny and misconduct. Mm -hmm. So. And, and I guess, I mean, I don't know if this has been a, I don't know if this is repeated behavior or not with him. Like I said, I don't know the guy. This is the first instance publicly we've seen of this. Maybe there are other instances previously. I don't know. But regardless, you shouldn't be saying that kind of stuff. And the crazy thing is the, the woman who accused him of this, uh, Within an, she tweeted that like the, she screenshotted it mm -hmm. and tweeted it, and within an hour he was fired. It took them little like forty seven minutes to be like, "All right, you're fired." Like, yeah, that, that that's that's crazy. the power of the internet, so dude. Fast. Like, so es fast. especially with like accusations like that, you know for a fact that the Dallas Fuel had some kind of like premeditated like, "Hey, I I have this information just so you guys know." Like, it, it couldn't have been straight up. Oh, Harry, you're 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 fired. Yeah. <laughs> I I doubt it was that quick. There had to have been some kind of like behind the scenes, hey, I'm going to put this information out there. You guys right. can do whatever you want with it. Cuz I'm sure that like she wasn't going to intentionally cancel him or anything. Like but I I'm curious what her reasonings were for putting that out there. Of just course. Randomly. 
But she yeah. was just like, okay, now I'm finally pissed at you. Here you go. Bye well, career. It, it could very much just have been like, A, we're not women. And I, I've never been in any kind of situation what? to where anyone of power is talking to me in a romantic, not romantic way. Yeah, I don't the tweet, know. It didn't seem romantic. From the tweets, it was just like they just seemed like they were. I don't know. Hashing I, 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 it. I, yeah, I don't. Our, yeah, was going relationships, but like, come on, man. I want to know what triggered her putting that online. She's like, yeah, this is Harry Hook, by the way. Fuck it could. Him, get it him could have very much. Sick him, internet. Sick him. If if I had to put myself in her shoes, right? I would just assume that, okay, I was dealing with this stuff for a while now. I've been wrestling with it. Do I want to tell everybody about the things that he said to me? Do I keep it to myself? I, I'm sure, like, it's really difficult to make that decision of whether or not you want to make this shit public or not. Especially because, like, he's a pro player. He's beloved. Especially by the people from his region that come from where he comes from. I mean, shit, like... I I would assume that, like, if I knew a pro player came from my hometown, my home country, which, yes, we're Americans, sorry, but if I wasn't, he'd be a king to me, you know? Like, and there isn't very much uh, Latin American Spanish representation in the Overwatch League. Mm -hmm. So, for, like, he could very well have, like, a legion of fans that will support him throughout whatever he does. Like, we... Oh, yeah, he does. His stream had a ton of viewers. He streamed after all this happened. Yeah. So his stream had more viewers than usually. I think he doesn't have that many viewers in general. I don't think because I don't know. If, I don't know how often he streams. I don't follow him, but he had like what five, six hundred viewers. When People like the juice, that. man. Yeah, People yeah. like their so juice. It's 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 interesting. It's kind of a whole other conversation topic about how we have we hold these celebrities to a higher standard, even though they're just people. If mm. you, if you put two hundred men in a room, I guarantee you at least ten or fifteen, maybe fifty of them. Are misogynistic like yeah that is gonna happen people some people just this general population just sucks it's like that and and because he just was good at a video game he's like that and now his entire career is over when there's a guy working at ross you know clothing store was just as bad but you tweet out screenshots of what he said and he still has his job no one gives a shit it's, so, it's the the influence the power that he had the again he's a pro player for a professional franchise league you are held to a higher standard, good sir. And if you can't agree with those standards, then why did you sign the contract? Yeah, I, I guess mean, that if you, but the moral of the story is, if you're going to be an influencer, you better have a fucking clean slate because them receipts are coming. Yep. As soon as you get over a thousand followers, them receipts are coming. So you better make sure your uh, <laughs> you better make sure your your T's are crossed and your eyes are dotted because it's not. I wish the best for Harry. You know, like he in his time on the fuel taking his personal actions out of it. He was a good player. He was the team captain of the Dallas Fuel, by the way. I feel like I need to reiterate that. He was still technically our team captain. So, I I don't know what's going to come from this. I'm sure that if he goes back home, he will still be revered. He'll still be able to have opportunities. Oh, yeah. I, I wish him luck, but damn, dude, like... And Harry seemed like uh, kind of a private guy anyway, so he's going to have all the privacy in the world he wants now because he doesn't have a job, so he can sit yeah. at home and do what he wants. Hopefully he didn't fuck up his money. <laughs> I would hope not. I mean, what do you have to spend it on as a, as a pro esports player? Dude, like, you a, did you, you see house, Baby Bay Season 1? Like, fucking that dude was like, nah, bruh, I'm going to buy all the shoes, all the chains, all the rings. Like, that dude was, like, flexing yeah. on him, and I was like... 
Yep. And then he has a new contract with Valorant, so he's fine. Oh, yeah. He's he fine. Does. Uh, but let's 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 walk away from Drama Watch for a second. Because this TMZ. Uh, that is a subreddit, by the way, and it's yeah. mostly trash. But there is some good stuff. I, on I there. recommend it. I love Overwatch TMZ. People put some <laughs> stupid shit on there, but like that's uh, not even drama. But it's good though. But yeah, the let, let's 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 break off and talk about this tournament this weekend. Yeah. So we have for the Texas teams both the Fuel and the Outlaws. Let's pull this back up. We have an interesting weekend because we have Atlanta versus Vancouver. I think Atlanta's gonna take it. Uh, Valiant versus the Outlaws. Let's 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 let's, let's have an honest conversation. Y'all get your revenge for last week. Do you take this game? Oh, man, if it doesn't go to map five, we have to win three one. We have to. If it goes to map five, I I don't I don't have a lot of faith we can pull it pull it out. I mean our clutch gene just didn't didn't get born with this i don't know what it was i guess we skipped that and we're like dps check tanks good enough support line pretty good map five no we'll skip that we'll put that one away you don't get map five <laughs> that's pretty much how our season and our games have looked like so uh, uh yeah i think it ha- i think we win i think we win because i believe in harsha i believe harsha is gonna be like okay look we and that's another topic i want to bring up too about harsha uh, I think he's like, okay. I've seen what they're gonna do to us based on these comps. I think I can counter that. But the Valiant, there's arguments that they also have the coach of the year. I forgot his name, but I was following this this thread mm-hmm. on Twitter where him, um, Krusty's always in the conversation, but people dismiss that because he's they're too good. Yeah. Um, him and God, who was the? Um, I'm drawing a blank. What's the, the what's he uh, coaching for? What team? I think oh uh, the Dragons coach. It was the coach Shanghai Moon? Dragons game. Coach Moon, yeah. So they were saying Valiant, the Shanghai Dragons coach, were like the top two people were saying for coach of the year, and because the Valiant supposedly remember you know the home stand they weren't yeah to yeah because they, they played fucking Moneyball and won like mm-hmm. I so, uh, we all didn't expect them to be good because they just brought on a shit ton of rookies and oh wait they're they're good fuck. Because <laughs> it's it seems like with a lot of times our team is once we get figured out Houston we can't really adapt very mm-hmm. well or our adaptation is very weak we adapt to it but we didn't practice it and now we go from being like Overwatch level Overwatch League level you know coordination to a fucking rank game with comp mm-hmm. like it's like the, the <laughs> level of quality drops when that happens so uh, as long as we can kind of get to stick to our guns and the game plan that Harsha brings up. Um, is what actually the Valiant run, then I think we have a really good chance to win. Uh, if that doesn't happen, it's either going to be it's gonna be 3-1 one way or the other. I don't see it going to a map five again um, in this tournament because these teams know each other too well, and I think that, yeah, it won't be as close. Well, with that, I will say the Outlaws win the game between you two. Uh, personal yep, analysis, the Dallas Field versus the Washington Justice. If the team can pull their shit together... This is completely possible. Like, this is oh, not yeah. me saying, we like, we, like, we have the talent, we have the skills, and we have Coach Moon, who I do think he is a capable coach. It's definitely going to be interesting seeing how Dallas plays this weekend, missing a coach, missing two coaches, uh, also not having Decay as a follow-up, but Oni has proven himself to be competent, even with 200 ping. 
I really right. feel for the dude. Like he he's playing DPS on two hundred mm -hmm. ping, and he usually yep. plays hit scans, which is even worse. Yep. So I'm playing the Widowmaker on two hundred ping, so that's just. <sighs> How do you practice that? Do you like switch to North American like servers and then just try to play ranked to practice shooting at 200 ping? <laughs> I don't know what you do. How I'm, do you I'm sure he that? has to figure something out. But look, we, we have a team. We're capable. And while the Justice are getting like in their groove, they're still not a great team. And I, I think that this is beatable for us. Again, we just got to pull our shit together. This is very possible. We go out 3-1, maybe 3-2. I still think Dallas take this. It was a good decision mm. taking the Justice. And then for Toronto versus the Gladiators, my boy OG's in the Gladiators. So I'm going to say the Gladiators win. Let's continue yeah, on I, this bracket. Yeah, I don't I don't think it matters who you say wins at this point because I know who's going to be in the final. So uh, you, yeah, you, right. you can examine your bracket as much as you want. Continue, please. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, I mean, let's, let's pretend that we are the Shock, the Mayhem, the Philly Fusion, and the Paris Eternal, right? We're, mm -hmm. we're building this bracket live, folks. So we All have right. the shock. They can choose between Atlanta, Houston, Dallas, and the Gladiators. They're probably going to pick Houston or Dallas because, let's be honest, we're the weakest of these four. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's just call it like it is. Do you think they're going to pick Houston or pick Dallas? Uh, they'll probably pick Houston. Yeah? As, a, wait, as, the, as the weakest team to play, yes. I think they'll pick between those teams, I'll pick Houston. Okay. So Houston Outlaws. Uh, Paris Tunnel picks next. I can see them uh, picking either Dallas because they beat us last time. Well, well let me think. Paris, because they matched up against us, they lost. Did they beat you guys? Paris? Yes, they did. So I want to say that... So, okay, I did this last time in my bracket. So does it go... So they get to repick, right? It, yes. It's a straight draft. This okay, is okay, okay. they from the first, second, third, and fourth seed gets to pick who they play. Okay. So yeah, I think that I think between these teams, I think the Shock pick the Outlaws. Um, I think the Eternal pick. So wait, who wins between? Who do you have win between Atlanta and Vancouver? Atlanta. Okay, I've got an upset there. I've got Vancouver. Yeah. Oh, okay. I've okay. Got Vancouver beating Atlanta. I think Shockwave and Dalton are, are, are starting to kind of figure it out. Dalton's Genji is kind of eh, but is, he's getting better. But I, I think he's a better Genji than, who, I guess, well, not better, but can maybe be on par with Erster yeah. um, in his Genji. So I have Vancouver winning that. So I have the Outlaws going to the Shock, and I have Vancouver getting picked by the Eternal. Okay. Well, I'll just put Atlanta there because this is how my bracket looks. Uh, <laughs> so then we're talking about... Philly and Florida. You think Philly picks Dallas, or does Philly pick the Gladiators? Uh, they pick Dallas. Yeah, yeah. Philly picked Dallas because they just rolled them. They just rolled them three zero. So they could have are three. Was it three one? It was no, no. It was three zero. It okay, was not. Uh, <laughs> and then Florida gets stuck with the Gladiators. Okay. Then looking at these, we know San Francisco's probably going to win. Philly's probably going to win. Paris yeah. is probably going to win. And I see the Gladiators upsetting Florida Mayhem. Fuck it. Fuck it. <laughs> okay, okay. That's doable. I think the Gladiators can beat almost anybody depending on the day. That's actually a tough matchup. That'd be the best matchup of the weekend, I think. Yeah. Florida versus L.A. That'd be pretty good. And then um, now I, we're looking at... Oh, sorry, did you have, did you have a different bracket? I, say, I, I still say Florida wins. I say Florida wins. So I have Chalk going into the semifinals. One, two, three, and four, make it through. Okay. And then we have the Shock versus the Gladiators and the Fusion versus the Eternal. So we get a rematch 
of last tournament, last tournament the semi, which is going to be awesome. And then we have the Shock taking their dub as they usually do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who t- I think Philly is going to beat Paris. Honestly, like after watching the Fusion after how close they have gotten to a title they, time and time yeah. again, they're probably going to want it a bit more. They just look really good. Um, I I can only see. I mean, I, we said this last time, right? We were completely, you know, wrong. Everyone was. Everyone but got their bracket I, wrong last time. I just I just have the shock winning this tournament. Yeah, I have the shock beating the Fusion in the final. I think it'd be a great game, but I, I just don't. I mean, they just look too good, man. They look so solid. Once yeah. again, they figured out this meta, and then there's uh, no more hero pools. So there's no hero pools in this tournament, so they can run whatever they want. Um, I think they have all the players to run any comp they choose. So, I mean, they got Rascal sitting on the bench for the Genji play if they really need one. They signed Which, Kyo. why is he still so, on the fucking bench? Like, Rascal is so good. Yeah, they probably bring him out if for some reason you need an Echo, but Echo's kind of yeah. falling out of the meta a bit. But Rascal's probably one of, if not the best Echo in the league. Like, he, he's Echoes, and he's one of the first players to be like, all right, well, I know how to play this hero now. Which, quick tangent, dominated. they nerfed Echo way too much because, like, you never see her anymore. Yeah, they nerfed her, they nerfed her a lot. I, what was even the nurse? It was so long ago. So it they was, they dropped her damage. They reduced the distance on oh, the, the beam, the beam mm-hmm. and they slowed down her fly speed. Oh, then yeah, like that—that's literally her three best thing. Did they, they nerf the right click too? The bubbles, the balls. I, I, I'm sure they did. I'm sure because like she had like super high kill potential. She was mm-hmm. a flying assassin, but now it's like mm-hmm. you can still get picks with her, but you have to be working real hard. Yeah, just at least invest a lot to yep. do it. But hey, that's like that's what they wanted with the character. They got it. Congratulations. Uh, going into this weekend, going back to the Texas teams, it's really a shame that for the third season in a row, we are either at the bottom or the middle of the pack. Like, we still have yep. regular season games after this tournament. I think it's like, what, four more? I'm not entirely sure. I think, no, I think the season's over. Is there's a few more games Did as far as I know. Uh, let me give me a second. Let me pull this up. So we go to the next week. And this is the Countdown Cup. Yep. And then we go to the next week after that. And we have... Let's see. So the games that we have next week, or the week after the Countdown Cup, starting on the 14th. Mm-hmm. So it's literally like we go games again next week. Uh, fuck, we don't get a break. Oof. How many games left, though, is it? Let's see. So, Gladiators Fuel. Vancouver Fuel. Y'all don't play again next week. You get a bye all week. Almost I missed something. Fuel Defiant. Fuel Eternal. What the fuck? Do the Outlaws not play for the rest of the season? No way. We maybe we've played a lot of games. Remember, teams games, you know. Oh yeah, because of the started. pandemic. Yeah. We played. We played a shit ton at first because our setup was first. Other teams never played. Like, so that could be the case. Houston does I'm, not play next week, and they. Y'all are done. 
I, okay, that's what I thought. So it's just us that are done. Yep. Okay, I, I thought we were done, but yeah, okay. So it's just so after the countdown cup, it's probably for games that teams have been missing. Mm-hmm. So, but that that makes sense. So yeah, so that's it. This is our last tournament. We going all out. I said we play Wrecking Ball, Bastion, Baptiste, and let's do <laughs> and just try to get a win. <laughs> God, it's 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 so wild going into this again, like. This eSport has been so fucking stressful for being a Fuel fan, first off. Mm-hmm. I feel like no other team, save for Boston, has had this much drama. Like, yeah. it's it's always someone getting no. fired, players not wanting to play. I'm Ugh. trying to think. I'm sitting here thinking trying what other team had that kind of issue. and So nothing. Boston Uprising had two pedophiles. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or a Bobcraft team. <laughs> uh, I remember the Valiant season one had like issues because they were going too deep on their behind the scenes content. Um, oh, I do you know, I do you remember that, that? the the in and out situation where oh. the head coach like scolded Agilities on camera, yeah, and everybody yeah. was like, "That's not cool," and we're like, yeah. "Uh, let's see, it's." I don't know, man. I don't think there's really another yeah, it's just, org. It's just the fuel. I think maybe, maybe low-key tinfoil hat, they do it on purpose just to keep the interest in Overwatch League. Like, maybe some drama. Fuel, do something. Okay. <laughs> fire everybody! Uh, fire. <laughs> That's why we chose fuel. Yep. Yeah, oh, go. God. <laughs> oh, God. But no, like... Fire. I genuinely hope that the rest of this season at least is decent. And... As for next season, we're probably going to drop a lot of our team. Hopefully, we keep Gamsu. Hopefully, we keep Note. I don't see a reason to get new tanks. Uh, Doha and Oni definitely have potential. I mean, shit, mm-hmm. we signed Doha as he was 18 years old. Like, he still has years in the league. Right. Uh, and then Paintbrush. Yeah, if he wants. Paintbrush has been doing good. Crimzo has been doing good. So, who knows? We'll see. Uh... Well, with support that, tier two. That's where all these players come from. Support truth. tier two, so you can keep getting young players. And Overwatch League sticks around. Truth and Overwatch League has been doing pretty good about that. Uh, mm-hmm. But with that being said, thanks to wrap this up. Yeah. Yeah, sounds good. Cool. Well, everybody, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Because this has been Texas Watch, your source for Houston Outlaws, Dallas Fuel, Overwatch League news, all of that good stuff. We here. We rocking it. You can catch the show typically live on Tuesdays on twitch.tv forward slash project AR. But we are slowly moving away from that and moving on to YouTube. So if you're one of our YouTube viewers who is sticking with us all the way to the end, we appreciate you. Be sure to hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button. Ring the notification bell. That way you get notified every single time we upload. And if you're a podcast listener, same thing goes back to you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for giving us your time. It's greatly appreciated. Leave us a review on your favorite podcast service. Maybe leave us a comment saying how much you like the show. Maybe how much you hate the show. Maybe you think Houston really sucks and you want the world to know it. Just put it in our comment section. I think Dallas is a trash team and more fuel needs to be added to the fire. You can comment that too. Absolutely. But until next time, let's make Texas proud. Yeehaw.